Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoman's Oklahoma State Athletics Podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh and Barry Trammell. We're in the Oklahoman's mobile podcast studio, heading down the road. Thank you for joining us for our uh, post-game edition of the uh, the podcast. Oklahoma State, 28-23 victor over Tulsa, but... Uh, Hard to feel like they uh, like they won. It almost uh, almost felt like a loss, except for uh, some really exciting moments in the uh, in the fourth quarter, guys. Yeah, the second straight week that I think that feels more like a loss than a win around Stillwater. Um, the offense struggled again. The offensive line struggled again. Um, but you're right. A couple big plays here and there, and they survive and move on, and I guess uh, just win in advance, right? Um, at this point, but there's a lot of concerns right now. Yeah, definitely, Barry. What uh, what stuck out to you about this game today? Well, just the lack of any offensive continuity. The Cowboys scored three offensive touchdowns. All came on, you know, spectacular to some degree individual plays. Um, great run by Jalen Warren on an 11-yard run in which he zigged in and out, broke tackles, and got out of trouble. Two circus catches by freshmen so just no continuity um, from that offense OSU's here's here's the one thing we can't criticize the Cowboy offense over we cannot criticize their third and short uh, offense today they were neither bad nor good they did not face a third and short that's how (laughs) bad they were on first down is they never got to third and short so you know if you don't have third and short you better have a bunch of big plays if you're going to have any offense. Yeah, that's exactly right. You saw a lot of uh, a lot of third and sevens, third and eights, third and nines, and beyond from uh, from this offense today, and uh, and they struggled because of it. Um, the, Jacob, you mentioned the offensive line. Uh, they shuffled some things around trying to find the right combination for guys up front. Uh, didn't uh, didn't necessarily. I mean, it produced better numbers than a week ago when they averaged 1.9 yards per carry. They were at uh, 3.3 yards per carry today. 140 yards on 43 carries. Um, ran the ball almost twice as much as they did a week ago, which is kind of weird. But um, <laughs> it's what I predicted though this week, right? That's right. You did. I basically said that they're going to get stubborn and they're going to run the ball. Um, it just had that feeling. But I think. What concerns me still about the run game is most of that yardage came from Spencer. Right. You know, when you have Spencer Sanders running the ball, that expanded the run game um, more than the running backs did. The running backs were better, I thought, um, which I think the offensive line is a little bit better. But I'm concerned with this offensive line. When you shuffle like they did um, and you take Taylor Maturko and Caleb Etienne out of the lineup entirely, right. when they've been battling for that left tackle spot and you don't play them at all, as an adjustment, I'm a little concerned. I don't know what's going on there, obviously, but that that raises some some red flags to me. Yeah, it absolutely does. You have Cole Birmingham go from a uh, 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 backup right guard two weeks ago to starting right guard in the opener to starting left tackle in game number two. That's uh, that's quite a uh, quite a change for him. Uh, Cole Birmingham uh, seemed to hold his own today okay. Uh, didn't, I, I didn't notice him uh, in specifically blowing too many assignments. Now, there was one uh, play where he uh, 
he blocked inside and Anthony Goodlow was zipped around him to the outside mm-hmm. and uh, and sacked Spencer Sanders. Uh, but other than that, I uh, thought Birmingham held his own pretty well at that left tackle spot. But the uh, the offensive line in general, Preston Wilson gets the start at right guard in place of uh, in, in Birmingham's old spot, and uh, just uh, just trying to find some uh, something that works up there, and it's uh, it's going to continue to be a uh, a work in progress. Barry, I thought it was interesting what um, what Mike Gundy had to say saying they need to uh, figure out what the identity is of this offense and considering how excited they were about this offense in the preseason uh, to be in this point in uh, two games in is a little disturbing you rarely hear a head coach critique his own staff the way you did Gundy tonight now he didn't really he didn't really criticize Casey Dunn but he did say we've got to do something different as a staff and he said this isn't he didn't say this is personnel, this is do better. He said, we've got to meet and figure out what we want to be and zero in on on exactly what that is. And if we have to cut down on what we're doing, that's what we'll do. But I, I took that to mean they're going to have a serious Saturday, Sunday morning meeting on, uh, uh, on Sunday. So I don't know what that can look like in a week with Boise State. But uh, some of the things I thought of was – I would like to see more first down passing. I know they want to establish the run, but they're not getting much on first down runs, so maybe more passing. I want to see Sanders run the ball more. I know you want to protect him, but if he's not running, he's not that effective of a quarterback. So um, I know they want to get the ball to Brennan Presley, but he was targeted 10 times. Yeah. And only four completed, so that's not a very good percentage. So those are some of the things they can look at, how to get Presley going, run the Sanders more, what to do on first down. Those are some of my ideas. I have no idea what they might come up with. Well, the interesting thing about Presley, it seemed that uh, it was a uh, it was kind of a boomer bust situation where they were either trying to throw the ball downfield to him or they were trying to throw him the ball on, uh, on bubble screens. And I think there's got to be a middle ground somewhere in the uh, the middle of the field, more intermediate throws that are available there for uh, for Brennan Presley. Those screens were disaster at times. I mean, yes, Sanders threw two out there that could have easily been picked, and if they had been, they were going to the house. So they need to. And to his credit, he was going to throw another one late in the game, and and he had to tuck it instead, and um, and uh, made I think an eleven yard run, but. Uh, they they got to work something out on those screens because that that was potential disaster. Yeah, it was. Those uh, those got uh, got dicey at times for sure. Um, Spencer Sanders finished the day with 62 rushing yards uh, on 10 attempts. That includes his sacks, which he lost 19 yards uh, on sacks or negative plays in general. Finished the day. 15 of 26 for 173 yards, two touchdowns, and two sacks. So um, kind of a so-so day for him throwing the ball. They did not throw the ball near as much as they did a week ago when they uh, they called Shane Illingworth's number 42 times. He actually th- attempted 40 passes and uh, completed 22 of them. So an interesting day all the way around for the offense. Um, one thing that... Uh, that we learned, I think, today, and uh, we'll see how much the Oklahoma State coaches take it to heart. 
I think they've got them some playmakers on the outside and some young guys. And we've been talking about this group for a while, but, um, you know, and, and, and Gundy keeps talking about needing to be able to trust those guys, but it sure seems like uh, like they're pretty trustworthy in the passing game for sure. I'm just not convinced they fully trust them yet. Right. There were, I think there were multiple possessions. I know at least for one on the top of my head that they threw an incomplete pass on first down to Presley, ran, then ran the ball twice, and a three and out and punt. And they right. had Presley, Jaden Bray, and Bryson Green on the field as receivers. And it just felt like we're not going to throw to these guys right now for whatever reason. Um, and I know they're young, and they, they, they keep saying they're going to they're gonna make mistakes, but they've got to trust them. Um, I just need to see a little more trust, I think. Um, Jaden Bray made great plays yeah, he did. tonight. Um, Bryson Green's touchdown catch was, was great. Um, He's got. I think you got to give him a chance to grow a little bit more by showing a little more faith in him. Um, but we'll we'll see if they w- if they will. Um, and Barry, you were talking about this after the game. The slant routes with those guys were great. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there, but they they need to show a little more faith. Yeah, I and would surely agree. they will. Don't you think? I mean, after today, I mean, don't you have to sort of believe in Bray and in Bray and and uh, Bryson Green? It seems like go to Boise thinking. These guys can help us win. We don't have to be careful. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me because they've got guys that are uh, that are playmakers out there. Caught some really crucial uh, throws, whether it was uh, you know Green's touchdown or uh, the, uh, the the deep slant to Jaden Bray on a third and long situation there late. They uh, they had to go to him in some crunch time situations and uh, and did a pretty they they delivered they delivered. That's uh, Really, the most uh, the most important thing. Jaden Bray, four catches for 84 yards and a touchdown. Presley, we mentioned the 10 targets, four catches for 35 yards. And Green, two catches for 16. Though it, uh, it felt like he had more than that, but uh, that kind of surprises me to see those numbers. But John Paul Richardson got involved too. He did. He had a couple of catches as well. Another true freshman that they're running out there, and having to uh, having to play at the uh, at the slot position with. Um, Braden Johnson being out so tough situation all the way around health is definitely an issue for this team Tay Martin played one play and uh, and came out limped off the field with the ankle injury that he sustained a week ago uh, I mentioned Braden Johnson didn't play Hunter Woodard didn't play on the offensive line so there uh, and there are more injuries on the defensive side but in general, this team has been uh, has been bitten by the uh, the injury bug already pretty significantly. But that said, I, I, I feel like the uh, the young guys have stepped up to a level that uh, that the injuries aren't making things dramatically different than uh, than than what we would see with starters in. Yeah, you you look at those guys and you think they're going to be fine eventually. Um, but this injury bug is real deal like you said this this is what hit him last year at the beginning of the year yeah um it's hit him in different ways now last year it felt like it was every offensive lineman um but they've got to figure out a way to get some guys healthy um they're surviving right now Devin Harper played through an injury Tay Martin attempted um Gundy said that he shouldn't have even attempted though um which it seems like he knows somebody that could do something about that yeah you would think <laughs> I mean it's I don't understand how you say sit down. <laughs> yeah, just don't do it. Take his helmet away. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a helmet. All of a sudden, how can you play without a helmet? You can't. Um, 
So I don't know, but the injuries are piling up, and you know they lose Des Jackson to an injury today too. Hits the running backs a little bit. They've fortunately they've got three other guys. Yeah, um, that they're starting to trust more and more. But I don't know what they're gonna do about the injury situation. To uh, to touch on the running back situation just a little bit before we move to the defense. I uh, thought both Jalen Warren and Dominic Richardson gave them some uh, some good carries, some hard running, which is what's going to be necessary from uh, from this team, I think, because of the uh, the offensive line situation. Yeah, I, I got to believe Warren really, you know, that touchdown opened some coaches' eyes, I yeah. think. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him playing a lot more. L.D. Brown is sort of the hero of the game with his kickoff return, but he really hasn't done much through two games uh, no. on the running side. Uh, so I don't know what that's all about. I mean, he's a six-year senior, so um, you know you know he's been a productive player throughout his career. So I don't know what's going on there, but Jalen Warren definitely, definitely warranted more playing time, and he's uh, he looks like maybe the guy they can – go to for an occasional big play maybe not taking it all the way to the house but breaking tackles and getting into the into the second level ld brown nearly uh nearly doubled his uh his yardage on uh, on one kickoff return that he's had on uh, on the ground through two games uh last week 10 carries for or i'm sorry 15 carries for 30 yards today nine carries for 26 yards so uh, it's been it's been a tough go for him so far this season. So, all right, let's move over to the defensive side of the ball, where um, Cowboys were really good on third down again. Uh, no turnovers. I still think that's a, that's a little bit alarming. They're going to need to to take the ball away a little bit more as the uh, as the season goes on and they get into some tougher situations. Hey, they tried. They had some. <laughs> they had some called back. All right, they did. They Jason had a couple Taylor's taken away. Pick six was taken away. There was a fumble taken away. Um, they they had some they they had some t- attempts there, some turnovers. They did. They had a, a couple that were uh, that were taken right out from under them there. But um, they're going to have to find uh, find a way to uh, to create some turnovers that count and uh, and and continue playing well on third down, which has been really impressive. They were four of. Uh, um, Tulsa was four of thirteen today, so that was really impressive and uh, and really important down uh, when you got down to uh, to crunch time. Um, Christian Holmes played well, I thought in uh, in the secondary had a couple of big big pass breakups, including the two point conversion late in the game that uh, that kept it a, uh, at a touchdown spread or not at a touchdown spread, but kept it where Tulsa needed a touchdown. So. Uh, Jacob, big, uh, big um, main thought on uh, on the defense. What stuck out to you? They won the game again. I think. Yeah. Um, they keep doing that. I don't know how long that can hold. Um, that's my major concern. Um, you know, I know we talked a lot about Devin Harper too. He really sticks out to me right now, playing through his ankle injury, yeah, foot injury, whatever you want to call it. Um, had a ferocious hit that was initially called targeting, um, but reversed. Um, then had another hit out of bounds that Gundy joked was a play he liked because it was so far out of bounds the ref almost missed it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know it was 
Uh, and then Devin just acted like he didn't even do it. Yeah, and Devin just acted like I didn't do it. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I like the play of Devin Harper still. Um, didn't have as many tackles today. A um, little hobbled, maybe a little step slow or so, but liked what he did. Malcolm Rodriguez is still playing crazy good. Um, I think earning money every day uh, in his future. And, you know, the defensive line was – Little, little stronger with Israel Antoine back and um, one thing that I want to point out too was that that new defensive set with the four defensive end right. playing the playing the defensive line I thought that was interesting and fascinating um, it gets speed guys in there in passing situations that really make it hard on a quarterback and that seemed like a, a thing that I think OSU's going to go to more yeah I think so that was uh, that was the uh, the creativity of the mad scientist Jim Knowles right there uh, with uh, with a really unique look there moving Tyler Lacey who is one of your biggest defensive ends moving him into the nose guard spot and then just uh, bringing three of your uh, of your edge rushers over and uh, and letting them stand there and uh, and and try to bring the uh, bring the pressure Ben Kapinski was the uh, beneficiary of one of those got his first career sack a walk-on who uh Mike Gundy basically said if it hadn't been for COVID last year, they never would have found him. Uh, but because they had all the extra practice time and uh, were working so hard to get third-teamers ready uh, in case of illness issues, they uh, they discovered that they had something pretty uh, unique in Kapinski and were able to, uh, to use him uh, the last two weeks. So, Barry, your, uh, your thoughts on the defense? I was uh, very impressed. I mean, they gave up 16 offensive points, and Tulsa hit a couple of big pass plays on them, but that's, you know, that's going to happen. It's the 21st century. I, I thought they controlled the line of scrimmage. Tulsa had trouble running the ball. And when the game was really tight, I thought the defense stepped up. They let, they let Tulsa get down. Uh, it's 14-14, early fourth quarter. They let Tulsa make a couple of big plays, get down to uh, first and goal at the seven. Three-yard gain, three-yard gain, third and one. They stuff, um, I think it was Prince, uh, Rodriguez and Trey Sterling, I think, jumped in there and, and got him for a one-yard loss, forced a field goal, and Tulsa took the lead, but then L.D. Brown runs the kickoff back. So in a matter of, you know, about four real minutes in a matter of about 10 game seconds in a matter of two plays Cowboys went from what looked like a 21-14 deficit to a 21-17 lead and that was really the ball game so stopping that Tulsa if Tulsa goes up seven there you know it's hard to imagine the Cowboys getting uh, you know getting uh, a win in regulation so I thought I thought the defense was big time when it when it needed to be yeah that stop it really felt like um when uh, when they had answered so significantly um that uh that tulsa was gonna gonna take control of the game right there and 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 may and maybe put it away at that point so that was uh that was a huge stop and then uh and like i said the uh, the kickoff return follows it and uh and fully swings momentum the other direction um, the uh, I mentioned that the the secondary played well. I thought Jason Taylor in uh, in his spot start in place of uh, Trey Sterling, who was out because of targeting, was uh, was really solid. Got the uh, the pick six taken away, but 
was in on uh, on a couple of pass breakups and uh, and uh, and had a few tackles and I thought played uh, played pretty well, Jacob. Yeah, um, I said it before. All he does is make plays. Yep. And uh, he really kind of proved that uh, with another, you know, that pick six. Like that was, you felt like that was going to be a quick back-breaking moment for Tulsa. All of a sudden, right. about, you know, it was just going to be was it 14-0 at that point, right? And if that would have counted and um, or maybe 7, I can't remember. Exactly. Yeah, I think it would have just been 7 at that yeah. point. But And it just felt like a momentum swing for OSU that was going to really kind of turn things and um, you know, I think that, I think they're going to start finding ways to get Jason on the field more. Yeah. You know, they, they trust him. He's a good special teams player. He's always on the field for that. Right. Um, but I think he's a guy that they're going to really start turning to more and more uh, when they need some plays. It definitely could be because he is a guy that, uh, that that gets in there and mixes it up and is in position to make plays when uh, when they need him. So really important piece of this uh, defense and special teams unit, as you mentioned, Jacob. So the uh, special teams in general, really impressive. We talked about the kickoff return. Um, of LD Brown, which was which was huge, huge momentum swinger. But uh, but just in general, coverage units were good. Uh, blocking was good. Kanai and Williams had the uh, the long block, uh, fifty yards according to Mike Gundy. I'll have to review the tape to see how accurate that is. Uh, but either way, he was blocking way downfield, and and that was uh, that was impressive. Sprung the uh, the touchdown. So a really critical play from Kanai and Williams on that special teams play so um you know they were solid in the kicking game averaged 43 yards a punt in case you're keeping score at home scott is i am definitely (laughs) um and uh and tom hunt had one shank though he did have a had one but it's still uh they still marked it out at the 20 which i thought was a little bit generous but (laughs) the tom hutton fan club will take it all right guys I think that's uh, just about everything. Well, let's, we can look ahead to Boise before we get to the uh, the most important thing I forgot. Um, Boise, the uh, Barry, you had uh, lots of lots of interesting comments about the blue turf. They're they're fired up for the blue turf. Yeah, they are. Uh, Tyler Lacy wonders how he'll look on in, uh, against <laughs> the blue turf. Uh, was it Malcolm Rodriguez says he's looking out for the ducks who fly into the field thinking it's water, which is by the way a myth. Um, so uh, Boise, of course, known for that blue turf and winning that crazy Fiesta Bowl 15 years ago. But the truth of the matter is what Boise does most is just play hard-nosed football. And, you know, if you go, if you go through the NFL rosters, you're going to see more defensive players from Boise State than, than offensive players. So um, it's going to be a hard-hitting football game. Cowboys are going to have to be physical and, and get some things done offensively. Uh, probably going to be another grinded out close close affair. Feels uh, yeah, feels that way. Feels like it could be a uh, another really tough one, uh, another uh, ugly game, and uh, go up on the road and, and and try to to see what you can do, Jacob. Yeah, um, I've watched bits and pieces of Boise State for two weeks. I didn't really watch much last night. Um, watched some of the UCF game. They're just—they're gonna hit you. They're gonna—they're not gonna back down against Oklahoma State, even if—even if, even if OSU's offense was clicking in all cylinders right now. Right. I don't, 
Boise State's not going to back down. They're going to come out and try to try to really get physical with OSU, and that should be a concern for this run game. I mean, just flat out, it should be a concern for the offense, I guess, in general. Um, right. You know, I thought on the blue turf topic, though, I think it was funny Spencer pointed out that he's going to have some difficult, you know, a difficult challenge if Boise wears blue uniforms <laughs> yeah. on that blue turf. Uh, everyone all of a sudden looks camouflaged, so um, that'll be interesting. Predict an all-white uniform for Oklahoma State. I'll get that out there right now. Uh, try to contrast the uh, the blue as much as possible. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, guys. The most important thing I forgot, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this thing up. I already mentioned Tom Hutton's punting average, so I can't imagine there's anything much uh, much more important that's that's left out there on the table at this point. Yeah, uh, it was uh, you know two games. Cowboys two up on the on the loss column, and both tight, much tighter than what we thought. So we got on the elevator to go downstairs, and guy said at least everybody's happy. So if you're going to play like that, if you're going to raise a lot of questions, still better to win than to lose. That's exactly right. Jacob, anything uh, anything left on the table? Oh man, I'm trying to think. Um, maybe we didn't talk about Dominic Richardson enough. Casey Dunn calls him a violent football player <laughs> yeah i thought that uh, was a that was a fun description that was a fun description um he he brought a spark after not playing last week and i think that's big for them moving forward um but that that may be it but that's nitpicking yep i uh i, I would completely agree he deserves uh, deserves a little bit of pub for uh, for what he did that was uh impressive running even if it didn't uh didn't produce a ton of yards it was uh it was good hard running Hey, he's and, got the longest yard rush of any running back this that's season. That's right, thirteen yeah. yards. Had yeah, the uh, the big one on fourth down there that uh, that kept that drive alive as well. So, uh, so really important yards from from Dominic Richardson playing well in the, his first action of the season. All right, well that'll do it for us on the Cowboy Chronicles. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.